I'm Dan Broskell. And I'm Dave Geller. And we are the co-hosts of What Do We Know? What Do We Know is a free-range podcast dealing with wellness, education, sports, personal stories, and more from two guys who know a lot about certain things, but not a lot about others. Your hosts are Dan Broskell, a longtime educator, compulsive runner, and father of five. And Dave Geller, a pediatrician with three kids and an amazing Maine accent. Good evening, everybody. It is late night, Wednesday night, July 1st, 2020. I'm Dan Broskell, looking at my friend Dave Geller. Dave, how are you doing tonight? I am doing awesome. Wow. So last time we spoke, we were surviving a monsoon over there in... uh, you're a part of Lexington with, with Coach Glavin from Northeastern, which is a great pod. Thanks, Mike, for coming on, obviously, for your hospitality. And tonight, I think it's been 11 days since we've spoken, Dan. This is a little bit too long, I think, for, for a pod break. Well, it's 11 days since we spoke um, on the pod. We speak a lot in between, right? True. True. Yeah, are... I do, I do want to acknowledge that this is a very special day for one of our number one listeners. So I want to say happy anniversary, of course, to Mark Bornstein. And the lovely Elizabeth on their anniversary. I forget the number of years, Dave. Do you remember what the year was? Is it 17 years? Is it 20 years? Is it 25 years? I don't know. I'm, just, I'm thinking back. I'm thinking back to the day, the wedding day, and I'm trying to count forward from that. Oh yeah, I wasn't invited to that wedding, so I, I can't. I don't remember. <laughs> Are you like a wedding crasher? Do you like weddings, Dave? Or are you like I'm good without the weddings? I that's a I, I I like weddings. I always tell people I'm a great person to be seated next to at a wedding, you know, because I can make conversation with anybody. I'm happy that to talk. That is a hundred percent true. Oh my gosh. Uh, I like weddings a lot. Um, no, so but I'm not a wedding crasher. I've 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 I've, I've crashed a couple of bar mitzvahs here and there. I think um, at a at a hotel, just walked in into the party and, and hung around a little bit, but uh, not. I think, not, you, not I think you probably crashed and officiated that that bar mitzvah just because like ah. Yeah, Ready? Gonna, Let's go. I'm going to go in. Where's, where's my peak of filter fish? Um, no, I, I'm not a wedding crasher. But yeah, that, that was, happy anniversary to Mark Bornstein and the, his lovely TikTok bride. And um, hope all's well in London land. Well, Mark, Mark currently reeling from Liverpool's title, uh, which was clinched on the heels of a wonderful game last Thursday. So, Dave, we've been talking about all year long Liverpool's quest for the First Premier League title was successful, and now they're chasing the record of all-time points. And a big showdown tomorrow, three fifteen, against Man City, which I will not be able to watch, Dave, because I will be at work. So that's okay. I think you should um, take the ask for a personal day. I'm well, sure they I've won't. Had, I've had plenty of time at home. I don't really need more time right now, especially on the on the on the cusp of a holiday weekend, of course. So it's a great okay. name. It's a great name. And Man City. That's a great name, Man City. I like that. Uh, I'm glad that you like that, right? So, Dave, Dave. I mean, a lot. Of, I mean, there's some good news in the world, right? No, no deaths yesterday, mass from COVID. Feels like the, the public health indicators are trending in the right direction. Your perspective? How, how are we doing right now? Should we be cautiously optimistic? Should we be keeping our guard up in the phases of reopening? What, what's 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 your take on the on the current current goings on? I think. Um... I think you are combine those two phrases, cautiously optimistic with our guard up. I think it's. I think we move ahead slowly. I think that we're doing a good job um, in this area, at least. I think people are respecting, um, you know, the being cautious still and moving forward. Where some parts of the country is seeing a backlash from that. So no, I think I think we're I think we're in a good place right now. But it's still it's still um, something to be reckoned with to see how this goes. 
Yeah, I remember, I remember the, the pod with Landis that we had in your lawn. He said, you know, when it was really nice on Memorial Day, you know, two weeks afterwards, we started seeing kids that were coming down with stuff. Now that we've been sort of a few weeks into sort of nice weather and kids outside, are you seeing the same kind of uptick in sort of general maladies or are kids doing okay right now? We're seeing some um, kids with um, more colds a little bit, some fevers. Um, it was interesting because I, I saw we saw some kids with fevers and viruses that were not COVID because we tested them even during the, you know, the high level of lockdown. But we're yeah. seeing a slow tick up. We haven't we're not seeing a lot of strep yet. We're not seeing a lot of ear infections again. It's, it's, it's interesting. I've seen some kids in the office recently who four months ago were scheduled to get maybe um, to get ear tubes. And, you know, because they had so many ear infections from being in, uh, you know, daycare or preschool yeah. And they asked me, you know, should we cancel the appointment for the for the surgery? I said, I think you may now because they haven't had an ear infection in four months. So definitely we talked about months ago with Dr. Jill Simon, right? There's been um, a huge decrease in certain illnesses. And we're, we're wondering what the fall and winter is going to bring. But, yeah, stuff's ticking up. We're seeing just still a lot of, um, you know, regular summertime stuff, you know, poison ivy and injuries and lacerations. But, you know, we'll see what what's next to come. How are the ticks doing right now? Ticks are out. Ticks are out in Raider Party. Um, we're definitely, definitely seeing those a lot. Um, and do you send those out anymore? Or you just like take it off and, and hope for the best. What do you do? We actually, the recommendation from the CDC in the in mass DPH is not to test ticks. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you test them and I don't know the exact um, sensitivity of the testing, it must be pretty high, but if you test a ticket, it's negative, then you can say, yeah, and I, it's, it's, I'm not going to get Lyme disease, but even if it is positive, it doesn't usually change our algorithm at all in terms of treatment, but it's, it's nice to know, I suppose. Um, but we don't recommend, te- you know, testing ticks. We have a lot of people come in with, in, um, where they call us and they have the ticket in a little Ziploc baggie. And, uh, we, you know, I like to look at them and identify them, but you know, don't do much more than That's that. That's a tick. No, it's a That's spider. A- no, it's a beetle. <laughs> it's a dead tick. It's a dog tick. It's a little um, poppy seed. (laughs) Um, I I just want to jump to Florida Man right now because, as you indicated, Dave, as I always say, there's rarely a reason that I find to leave New England, right? Especially now. The governor Mm -hmm. of Florida said, even though we are seeing 8,000 cases a day, 9,000 cases a day, I'm not going to put a mask order in place. I'm not going to change anything. We're not going back. And I'm just like, dude, Boy, your priorities not in order. So the Florida man this week is certainly the Florida governor that cannot see the forest through the trees and can't admit that he was wrong. And good luck to our friends down there because um, just bad times. Uh, whereas here, I think we're turning in the right direction. Um, as you know, Dave, you know we, we did reopen uh, Bedford Recreation programs this week. So Summer Ventures started Monday. Kids Club opened Monday. And as I kind of expected, now that we're open and we're sort of operating, we're getting calls like, oh, you're open? My center is closed. My camp didn't open. Do you have spots? I'm like, hey, if you yep. need us, we're here. Uh, and that's great. Like, we want to be filling that need safely with all the precautions. Uh, and great to live in the regulations now with, you know, not fully, not full capacity. So we can see how the summer goes and, and then plan with the schools for fall, Dave, as you're certainly aware of. Uh, and kind of see how that goes. So it's been great you to got- be at work. It's great to see kids. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, it's nice. You guys have openings at the, at the Bedford uh, Kids Club? Yeah, I mean, we have, op- I mean, you know, um, we have room for growth. We can bring staff back. You know, if we have more kids, then we can handle the rumors that we have right now. 
Yeah. Um, and I think we're just seeing a lot of appreciation for folks who have been waiting, you know, to either go back to work or get the kids out of the house. And we're giving them that kind of care. And again, it's great to see kids uh, after, you know, 95 days at home. Um, but, yeah, but going to work again, Dave, it's been kind of kind of strange, especially as my as my wife and kids have been sort of kind of home uh, in a rainy week. So uh, so it's all right. Mm. It's been a busy week on our end. Um, and, uh, and today marks the official beginning because we talked about it all spring of the new superintendent in Bedford who began today and uh, also pleased to announce that I'm serving as chair again in the school committee for the coming year. So I'll be working closely with Phil over the summer and, uh, and of course, with the whole school, school committee with his transition, getting ready for what's going to be a very challenging year, obviously, uh, you know, for everybody as they plan for school, uh, you know, in the fall. So a lot, a lot going on, even though it's July. I demand a recount on the chair of the school committee vote. I want to. Well, I wanna... it was on the record, and everyone said what they wanted to do. So I'm happy to say it was a unanimous vote. So how does that sound? But to me, the coolest part is you know, the chair gets to hand out the diplomas of graduation. Oh. Uh, so as James will be graduating high school no. next year, if That's we can, great. you know, shake hands, or it'll be nice to be up there. Um, although my wife is, and what happens in Bedford's nice tradition is if if you work in the schools, you can hand your kid their diploma. I would certainly say to my wife, you can go ahead and hand him the diploma, um, but I'm still going to give him a hug. And I'll, and I'll be weeping, I'm sure, when that happens on stage. I was crying two years ago at graduation watching some of the teachers getting emotional with their kids. Hmm. Uh, and uh, I'll probably I'll probably feel that, you know, coming next June. Assuming, <laughs> assuming we can do a big festival inside with lots of people sitting together, right, as opposed to on the turf with a few family members like we'll do this year. So That's a great tradition to get to hand if you work in the Bedford school system is it, is it just teachers or is it anybody who works in the system anybody who works for the schools you know tas tas teachers you know staff That's um, great. also i mean school committee members um who had recently stepped off but were still sort of had a kid in the schools have done it also hmm. and i'm sure that's something that the new superintendent will want to continue um, are, you, are you handing out diplomas at the um july whatever no the- i mean i i knew I don't want to undersell the, the amount of work that our that our immediate past chair had to do this year with multiple contract negotiations and the budget and the search and a lot of stuff with our lawyers doing both. I mean, she did the work of I would say three years of chair in one. Who was uh, the, she, she who, should who, who, certain, It's my good friend Joanne Santiago. And Joanne Santiago. Oh, Joanne's good. great. And she will be uh, on the turf representing us this year for this year's graduating class, which is absolutely uh, you know what she deserves, if not more. And I said last night, she just. Did all that with this devastating capability and evenness um, and this sort of passionate calm, as opposed to me, who's like just passionately crazy sometimes. I really respect that kind of even handed uh, nature. So what's the chance that you're going to go crazy and get thrown out of graduation next year? Just probably zero. Probably zero. No. I'm, I'm pretty relaxed. I think, yeah, they're going to have to um, have to keep you in line. So so the superintendent is one day into his new job. How, how's one day. it? Well, we're, 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 we emailed, I'll be seeing him next week. <laughs> sure, he's doing fine. Um, but I mean, as you, as you know, Dave, all the districts now have to submit their, uh, you know, the, 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 the commissioner and the Department of Elementary and Secondary Education have said, we want three proposals from you districts. We want a proposal for um, everybody back in school with some distancing. We want a proposal for remote learning only, we want a proposal for hybrid. And show us all three, uh, and then you can let us know, you know, if you can do those, you know, when we have more data come August. So I think we're hard at work doing all those things, measuring square footage in the schools, um, you know, buying more Chromebooks in case we have to have more remote learning, uh, and preparing for, you know, multiple eventualities, 
and hoping um, that at least around here, we'll see some trends in the right direction and would, uh, that will continue throughout the summer. So do you have oh, someone good, walking around the school with a tape measure? You know, like, like, you know. Well, I'm not, but I'm sure, I'm sure the facilities department is doing that because, you know, if we're, if we're not going to have PE, we can use the gym for classroom space. So how, how much, uh, how, how many kids can you fit in there to make sure the kids are going to school every day? And I think, as you see, Dave, you know, the, whatever it was, the Association of Pediatricians said, it's our strong recommendation that kids go to school if they can, because it's better for everything and their mental mm -hmm. health. Um, and I certainly agree if we can do it safely, let's, let's, let's please do it, you know. Who do you think has a who do you think has a type of job? The commissioner of um, public school or the commissioner of baseball? <laughs> well, baseball starting up. I think they're they were Chris Shaw's reporting this week, right? I'm a little upset. Chris Shaw was supposed to stop by and say goodbye to me, and he didn't come by. I don't well, know what's going on. Well, you know, as someone who just celebrated a Premier League title on a strange season, which was not shortened, it'll be strange. Interesting to see what happens if there's like a 60 game regular season. And like the Red Sox win the World Series, we'll be like, "Hey, the Red Sox won the World Series in a third of a season." I mean, asterisk, I don't know. Asterisk, asterisk. There's a, a big old asterisk there. Um, other big sporting news day. What are your thoughts on on Cam Newton coming to the Pats? That was a big one, huh? I think that is that was a surprise. <laughs> that was a surprise. What are your thoughts, Mr. Base? Well, I'm psyched. I mean, what, what's the downside, right? I think, again, I think it's great. I think he's a personality. I think, he, you know, his character seems upstanding. Um, I think he is a very athletic, talented uh, player. I think... Um, Have you seen his workout videos? It's ridiculous. <laughs> no, he's. I think it's great. I, also, I think it's, yeah, I think it's great. I think, um, yeah, I think it's wonderful. Well, a lot of people are like, oh, he's got his... Because, you know, he wears the funny hats to his interviews and kind of has an outspoken, you know, kind of demeanor. And everyone's like, Belichick hates folks like that. I'm like... Excuse me. Remember Randy Moss? Remember Corey Dillon? They had great personalities, and they came here and they thrived. So, if you can well, do, do we, if it's if you do it physically, I mean, it's his job to lose. And, how, do uh, we, how do we know that? How do we know that Belichick hates people like that? Right? That's all our assumption. We're like, oh, you know, we see it. We we see a coach. We see a player. And we're like, we assume this about them or that. Like, how do we know really? Because he's never said. I don't, I don't like. I don't like the. Um, you know, the, the colorful, rambunctious players. You know, he's insane. I mean, he liked Gronkowski, right? He liked, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, let's just get him on the pod. You can tell us, right? Who, who uh, Belichick? Well, BB, yeah, let's get him on. You can do that. I think, I, I know I'm pretty sure that you are probably like one degree of separation from Belichick. I don't want to you to land this to somebody to Belichick. I will. I, I don't want to say something, but you just kind of, there is a, there is some, some yeah. um, truth to that. Uh, but. Sure. There's, uh, I also have it. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. We, um, we, I don't think he would. I don't think that would work out. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think it would work out. I, I, we got some other angles. We, got, we, we you know, we're just trying to get other people on the pod right now that we know. <laughs> but um, yeah, we'll see what we can do about Belichick. We'll work on that. Right, but, but, but back to your comment about kids catching cold. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, what does that mean? What? Do you, how do you catch a cold? Is it just like an infection? Is it a virus? Like. What causes that to happen? I don't understand. Like, what makes you get sick? It's a virus, you know. It's a virus. It's like it's it's basically what we're dealing with now. It's um, it's the spreading of those viral particles, um, in some way, shape, or form that you come in contact with, and the the amount that you come in contact with, the the you know the the way it enters your body, you know, your immune system at the time, all these variables, and that's how you right catch a cold. And, and it's interesting that. You know, you could have so many people in a room and only, you know, and exposed to the same 
uh, virus maybe in the, in the same, you know, the same way. And not everybody quote catches it, you know? So it's, uh, yeah, you get exposed and you get, and you, and you get infected with it. Basically that's, that's what it is. Uh, it's, it's, uh, viruses as, as people are learning, you know, now it, viruses behave very interestingly, depending on what type of virus they are, um, and how they're spread and how you come in contact with them. You know, it's, uh, even, even, even this, you know, this COVID-19, the SARS-CoV-2, um, not everybody who's exposed to it gets it. And if not everybody exposed to it gets it and gets, you know, they get it, gets sick. So yeah, it's just catching a cold. It's, uh, like I, yeah, it's, it's, it's very, it's, I, mean, I, I know that makes sense to you. It still doesn't really make sense to me, but that's okay. I'm not a doctor. It, so. <laughs> no, it's, it's, comp- it's, it's, it's so, as we see now, it's really complicated, you know, it's, it, but it's, it's simple, but it's I mean, complicated. I, but it's simple. <laughs> there you go. We'll just rewind that. <laughs> it's like me, complicated and simple. How, how does one? How does one catch a cold? How does one communicate with you, Dan Brosco? Um, <laughs> I'm not even sure. Um, <laughs> Dave, what, what, what are you watching right now, buddy? I haven't talked about. Have you finished Ozark season three yet? I did. What'd you think? Good, good. I think I. I think that when a um, a series kind of sucks you in and you feel personally connected to characters, forgetting that they're actors, they do a great job. And um, that I think Ozark has done that. You know, um, we I think if, you know you watch it, you connect with Marty and you connect with um, different characters. And I and I forget his name now. I forget I, I forget her. I forget um, the. Um, his wife's brother's name. Ben. Uh, ben. I won't, I won't give it away. Spoil all that. But you know, you just, you, I, I emotionally, I got emotionally tied to him at the end. And uh, no, real good, very, very good. Um, but there's definitely talk of season four. I was listening, I was listening to Jason Bateman on a podcast last month. Um, but I mean, who knows what? Who knows when they can actually get together to film stuff? But uh, I'll certainly be in on that one. So what? What now? Do you finish that? What do you? What do you? Uh, what are you watching now? I just finished watching 13, which was a very good documentary, eye-opening, disturbing documentary on the prison system um, in America and the race. Netflix or what is it? Netflix and the racism involved with it. That was a recommendation by Jocelyn, who is very passionate and involved right now with what's going on in the country in terms of um, the, uh, you know, the racism. And that was very disturbing, but good to watch. Sure. And I'm just watched some random. I watched this random documentary on Ronnie Coleman. Do you know who Ronnie Coleman is? No idea what that means. So Ronnie Coleman is a eight-time Mr. Olympia, and it was a documentary. Uh, very, very moved very quickly. They didn't go into a lot too many details, but basically on where he was then and where he is now, which is basically uh, he's probably around my age, and he is debilitated. He is. He has many. Uh, spinal fractures, compression fractures, hip problems. He walks with, with crutches. He's still working out, which is amazing. Um, but he's on painkillers and he was going for multiple surgeries, just showing what he put his body through. Um, you know, during the, his whole training, his whole his whole training for Mr. Olympia, and that was kind of interesting. Um, and when I was when I was in college, I was working out a lot. I used to I, I, I subscribe to people who subscribe to different to different magazines. <laughs> I used to actually get muscle and fitness. So I would follow. No, along. you did not. I did. 
I used to oh, back then it was a little less fluffy, I'd say, but but it was interesting back then. And so I, I was I was um, you know as knowledgeable of a lot of these bodybuilders, and not that I was one at all, but I just enjoyed the workouts and reading about them. And so seeing where he is now is it's, it's scary. Um, and they so anyways, I just finished that. Um, yeah, I know. Me, like, uh, that's, there's two kind of depressing shows in a row, man. Oh, Space Force. Depressing? Space Force. One, okay. Space, watch, you watch Space Force? Uh, I have not watched Space Force. I've been, I've, been, I've been binging The Wire. I just finished season four of The Wire. The so Wire. The so wire. One, one season ago, and then I went and watched this show called Caliphate. I think it's out of Sweden. So it's really, really good. And then, like, there's a million other things I should be watching. You know what, do you know what Caliphate even means? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I do. So looking forward to that eventually. And then I know a million suggestions, right? And things I want to catch up with. But I uh, hope Wire season four is only not nine episodes. Probably bang it out, you know, over the course of the long weekend. The up. Wire is the Wire a new? Is it is it new? Is oh it... no, it's like 2000 like exactly. Well, what are you gonna watch next? Four, five, six. What are you gonna watch seven, next? Eight. Spencer for hire. What do you What do you want? I'm freaking. I'm gonna watch, I'm gonna watch TJ. Next. What's wrong TJ Hooker. No, watch, watch, watch a little. Uh, name me, name me. Eighty. I did watch Chips, and I was like four years old. Are you kidding me? Yeah, you bet I did. Four. Oh my God. Punch well, I'm not young then. You know, we do some chips. We can do some. Uh, what else? Creature, creature double feature. You know, on the weekends on channel sixty eight. No, let's, let's, we can't. You cannot compare. This I mean this. You can't compare chips to creature double feature. Both in their own way are awesome. Okay, well, when I was like six or seven, they kind of had that, they had like an equity thing there. They were both. What were you watching? What were you watching at six or seven years old? Who was watching you? <laughs> My mom was really like um, permissive. I, like, she took me to see Robocop when I was like eight. You're kidding me. You know, like Rambo when I was in like third grade. I saw The Untouchables when I was like nine. And I went really? to camp when I was like courting Untouchables, and someone was like, How did you see that movie? And like, Oh, my mom took me. And she goes, What? So yeah, I, I did not grow up with any kind of filters on what I was watching. So uh, back back then, like if it, it was like rated P, you know R, if you walked in with an adult, you know you were like you were in a diaper, they let you in. I mean, what, what's up with that? That's still the case. You go with someone who's eighteen, you're all set. You know, I mean, I mean, whatever. Can we get the big gulp in a bottle with a nipple, please, for my son? <laughs> Ew. <laughs> sure, dude. Speaking so of movies, speaking of old movies, I just watched the, the the original Terminator with one of my kids. And um, it's funny because, you know, we just you know, we got a new TV, you know, which is sort of like super crisp and watching these old movies and like mm. ultra HD. I'm like, oh, my God, it looks different and feels different. And it's almost like doing the original disservice because it was sort of like so dark and like gritty. Yeah. And now it's, it's almost yeah. like the picture's almost too good. I'm like, it was totally different. Plus, I haven't seen like 10 years. Totally different experience seeing Terminator on the ultra HD. Um, mm-hmm. But as we've talked about, I'm, I'm I'm much more a T2 fan. We'll cue that up next. And uh, to me, it's still an all-time great. So I'm excited to do that one coming up soon. So when I was younger, I walked out of the movie. I walked out of, I was in sixth or seventh grade, and I walked out of um, out of the Empire Movie Theater in Lewis to Maine with my mom after seeing Saturday Night Fever. And we and we passed by my one of my seventh grade teachers, and she looked at me, my mom, and looked like, what the heck are you doing here? And that was that was seventh grade, so I don't know what you I don't know what your what your mom was thinking, seeing RoboCop. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. That is a hundred percent true story. We saw I saw everything from like age five and up. It was great. I turned out fine, I guess maybe generally a little bit. When I was a kid, I watched um, 
Abbott and Costello meet the mummy. And there was a scene where um, Costello swallowed the mummy's ring and the mummy's trying to squeeze it out of his belly button. And I had I, I, I couldn't sleep for like a week because of that. And I don't, again, I don't know how you made it through Robocop. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it's just. It's a, it's a dumb movie now. It was a dumb movie then. I think oh, I but that, that scene, that scene when when they when the worst scene in that movie is when they're when in the beginning of the movie, right? When they're when they're doing that prototype, right? In it in it in it. Oh, I, I forgot. I had forgotten everything about that movie. So you, you can tell me whatever you want. No, because yeah. you blacked it out. You blacked it out. You're like, Mom, sorry. no. You have these every so often. You have a night terror. No, Mom, no, Robocop. Uh, that did not happen. I'm happy, happy, happy to report. Elizabeth is like is shaking you. Wake up, Dan. It's okay. Yeah, my forty-year-old repressed memories from whenever <laughs> I saw when I was two or three. Oh my gosh. We were talking to someone today about M- the early days of MTV. That's a whole another whole whole wormhole to go down. Um, how awesome those those days were. But you when you were when you you I don't know if you even watched MTV. By your by your time, it's probably all real world and reality shows. Yeah, you know? I, mean, I, I hit the real world right at the beginning, and um, I remember like you know the Buzzbin and early alternative music and introduced to bands. I mean you know Pearl Jam and Red Chili Peppers. You know through that, and that's that was mm-hmm. actually significant and important in you know the eighty eight to ninety two range, and. Um, I'll, I'll have some affection for that, you know. And you really, I mean, I, I mean, my, my my first love was like, you know, alternative music and like Seattle as an idea, because Seattle was like the crucible of you know Pearl Jam and Soundgarden and Alice in Chains and Mother Love Bone, all these bands. I actually, went there in '92 with my dad on a business trip. I'm like, this is the best trip of my life. I'm in Seattle. I'm gonna be cool and like, I mean, I wasn't that cool when I was 14, right? And um, so I'm still trying to like hunt down some really cool like old Seattle Supersonics NBA swag. Because it's just that those colors of like green and and yellow and and uh, all that stuff, I just miss it. But you can't get that stuff anymore for less than like two hundred bucks. So I just look at it and don't order it. But go Seattle. Still a big Seattle fan. General. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, whatever, Pro- man. You, you ever you ever in love with another city? Was I ever in love with another? Oh, city? Chicago rules. You're like, oh, you know, Miami is the best, or St. Louis is so cool. You're like, now nah, Auburn and Boston, I'm all set. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can't say I was in love with any cities, Dan. I yeah. wanna, I'm just gonna. I don't love any. I mean, I, <laughs> I'm gonna defend my city to the hilt. No, I, 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 I like where I grew up. I like where I live. I like where I visit. I don't know. <laughs> well, thanks for that really uh, lukewarm take on the question. That's fine. <laughs> no, I don't even know where to go with that. I love. I do actually. The, my favorite cities. Okay, I, I get where, you. where have you been that you've enjoyed, right? You know, I don't travel. Have you met me? See a lot, right? Met me when I when I when I when I put on my laptop and I see like a picture of another part of the country. I'm like, ooh, that looks exciting. I'm not going there. No, I I like cities. My favorite cities. I don't love them. I, I like cities. My favorite cities are Boston, um, Portland, <laughs> um, uh, Portsmouth, uh, Dover, <laughs> Washington D.C. And Philadelphia, but I like really, I just, really. Just because those places I've been, and I just they they they're, sh- they're similar. And I actually like the architecture, and I like the feel of the city. Um, I I, I but I yeah, I don't know if I, I I wouldn't know if I would go and root for their fans because I'd love them so. <laughs> um, it's not lukewarm. You go you go cuddle up next to a little picture, a little poster of Seattle. 
Sean Kemp. I, 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 Sean had, Kemp. I had posters at college. I had like Ken Griffey Jr. posters and Sean Kemp posters, and they were Seattle guys. I well, they, that, that's interesting because those are those are great plays. Actually, there's a there's a great Sean Griffey um, documentary coming out, right? There's a I think on 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 ESPN or or Netflix. There's a if you say so, man. Did did you watch the um? Did they have the uh, the documentary about the Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, Summer of Home Runs a couple weeks ago? Did you catch that one? Is that a new one or is that an old one? It was new. It came out about nah. two, two, and um, I mean, we you remember that summer? Like everyone was you know, in, oh yeah, huge. Fast huge. it was Griffey was winning, and then McGuire, and then Sosa had like twenty home runs in June. It was yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Thing, and McGuire won, and it, I mean, it was fine. I watched, and I, I remembered that time affectionately because I was you know twenty one or whatever it was, and then. But if you, if you made a 60-minute show about Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire, at some point you'd probably talk about steroids, right? You th- Well, you, I think you would. I think exactly. you would. And they, they, and they talked about it, like, real breezily towards the end. But it was is kind good... of a more significant part of the story, if you, if you kind of reflect on it, if we're being honest, you know? Was that a 30 for 30, or was that just a – what was that? I don't remember. I mean, it was ESPN. I'm not sure if it was a 30 for 30. If it, it was actually it was an hour long. Um, but I just left like, okay. And I didn't, I mean, I didn't need it. Didn't really enjoy it. I forgot about it right away. And it was nothing close to the last dance's quality of production and mm-hmm. sort of cultural importance. And, well, uh, part- you know, and, and, and since then, you know, Bonds broke the record and that's fine. But you know, that's mm-hmm. summer I remember. And, you know, whatever. Cool. The, the, I mean, the Ronnie Coleman thing, um, there's a one talk about steroids in the whole thing. And that's, that's probably another, you know, I'm sure that, I'm sure that, that, that was around, but it's interesting what, the, what they focus on, um, but yeah, I uh, there was some steroids floating around those times about so serving, uh, and uh, there yeah. some. Well, we should talk to we should that's be another question for Mike Lavin. Were there, yeah. ste- were there ever steroids in the major league in major league baseball? Um, I yeah, mean, that- no, Jokey might have something to say about that, right? I mean, this was I mean, you think it came on? It was around sort of pre pre the real testing. I think it was you know. So, but there was it was Sosa, it was it was Sosa McGuire. There was wasn't there a third person in the race too. It was. Yeah, uh, I mean, I mean, Griffey was. That was the time when Griffey was hitting fifty home runs a year, right? Yeah. And was he doing what they were doing? Who knows? I assume all those guys were, but you know, he was eclipsed that summer. I mean, he had the early season momentum because he was hitting home runs in April. Um, but then come summer, it was just the McGuire and Sosa show. So. And you and me before one of the pods. I don't know. It was it was it was not Chris Sharp, but we were talking about baseball, right? Remember that. That great scene at the Red Sox game where the guy threw the pizza uh, at the other guy. Oh, yeah. They they spent like all like twenty minutes, Remy and whatever. Um, Iconic, man. And they were diagramming it. But remember, remember the ball bounced off of Kinsaco's head. <laughs> I was at that game. I was at. You that were game. not at. I was it? at that game. I no. I was. I was. Did you yeah. see? It? Did you actually see it? Or were you in the bathroom? I I think we. I don't think we. I don't think we knew that it happened in the moment. <laughs> But I'm pretty sure they showed it on the replay. I'm like, oh, what? In those days, the Sox were not very good. You know, Where were you? That, Where were you sitting? That game? I don't know, man. I've been to millions of games at Fenway. Oh, my God. I remember every game where I sat. Every game. <laughs> okay, sorry. You Name a game. Name a game. I'll tell you where I sat. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I can yeah. tell you one thing. You're not, you're, not, you're not going to Fenway this year because there won't be any fans. So, sorry sorry about that. Yeah, that, yeah they're going to do that? They're going to do a no fan, no fan baseball? Yeah, there'll be no fans. <laughs> Crazy. Then you, have these folk, then, then you have, like, colleges saying, oh, it'll be up to, like, the counties and cities where these stadiums are to determine if there'll be fans. I'm like, you can't have, you know, University, University of Texas saying, yeah, we're going to have 60,000 folks. 
and then like you know University of Washington saying no one's coming. I mean, it's, I mean, I I don't see a way that any sports are happening at colleges at all until January. You know, UMass just have the big announcement. You probably saw like class are going to be online. If you have to live on campus, you can, but like you're not going to class. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What am I talking about? Big big news out of UMass over the weekend, right? UMass is going to be all remote. If you if you want to come live on campus, because you, you have to. Yes, but classes are going to be online. You're kidding. No. And that's, you know, the flagship University of Massachusetts, right? Tens yeah, but, of thousands of kids. But, but well, well, Northeastern's going back, though, right? I mean, I see these, I mean, I, all these things blur who's saying what, who's editing, uh, and who's announcing. And, I mean, Probably. Brandeis was saying they'll do, like, thousands of tests per week, and that's great, Brandeis. But, I mean, still, I can't imagine people living together. I'm calling Glavin Especially yes. at college when you're not your most clean and sanitary and, and healthy self. So, speak for yourself. Speak for yourself. I will speak for myself. The place where I lived in college, my, my I wasn't getting I wasn't getting muscle and fitness like you were I, over, there, over there in the mods. My, my mod thirty three. It was dubbed the home of the penicillin omelet. That's how unclean we were there. The uh, is that really a thing? What the penicillin omelet? Yes. What, no. is that? what does no. that mean? You made you just make that up, or is that actually? Uh, no, that's actually if you ask if you ask people, you ask Mike Bornstein. That was one of the I don't know if you remember, but we had we used to, we, 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 we used to that's where the fraternity used to hang out a little bit. It wasn't about the cleanest place, I'd say, but but the but the other the other phrase was Mod Thirty Three, where you wipe your shoes when you leave, because it was it was not the cleanest environment. I I have nothing to add to that. Um, mm-hmm. Colorful description of your of your twenty two year old self living in the mods, hearing, hearing, hearing the trains rattle by at midnight. Right? Oh my gosh, strengthen my immune system. No, those trains were loud. You're right. I told you. Funny how you blanked that out every morning and every evening. <laughs> oh man, those trains, those trains. Yeah, July fourth coming up, my friend. What are your plans for the holiday weekend? What are you up to? You can be you can be barbecuing, you're leaving the state, you're gonna self quarantine for heading out to Maine. What's going on? Yeah, we're gonna go to Maine. It's interesting though, yeah, because we just go right, we just go up to Maine. I don't do any specific self quarantine, but we do kind of stay pretty isolated. Breaking uh, the rules, buddy. Yeah, no, I changed my plates on the way up. I put some Maine <laughs> the lobster on there, and it's good to go. Yeah, we're gonna go to Maine. <laughs> I'm like, you catch me, you catch me, boss hog, <laughs> Smokey, Smokey and the Bandit. Um, hey, I'm from, I always say, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm from here. I'm from here. Let me go. Um, yeah, we're going to Maine Friday, um, Friday, come back Sunday probably. So How many dollars? Three, four, five? Um, three. Yeah, we are just three. We're all spread out. Canada is going to be with, uh, going up to New Hampshire um, with some friends um, who are, are our been together in the past and jocelyn i'm not quite sure where jocelyn is 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 um is uh orbiting right now but she's somewhere i'm gonna, ch- I'm gonna check my find my phone app and see where she is no she's all good what are you guys doing uh who knows man <laughs> Liz's parents 50th anniversary is saturday so we're trying to figure out if there will be some kind of appropriate 50 family, family social distance situation happening hopefully in their yard which would be great Go down the back and then you know, lay low and you know garden, eat, run, bike, exercise, rest, play with the dog. You know? How is your how, how is your garden? What's growing in that bad boy? Anything growing yet? Something there. Our garden is prolific right now because we're spending so much time there. The front yard we got, we have peppers and tomatoes rolling, lavender taken off. 
the eggplant that we planted got so gigantic, we actually had to have remove it from the planter and move it to the garden plot today because it was this huge. And then the plot itself, we got everything going. We got squash, we got radishes, we got tomatoes, we got basil, we got cucumbers, vining, we got lettuce, we got kale that's gigantic. And then uh, over there at the town center, I, I cleared out some garden plots at work and I planted some things over there because, you know, why not? So, How many uh, guys do you grow, Daniel? I mean, we've got time to garden right now. It's great. And you're growing a garden by, by where you work outside? Yeah, so there, there's always been garden plots there. Last last year, actually, someone had left a pumpkin there over the winter, and the pumpkin, like, went to seed, and we had pumpkins growing No, next to the building all summer. It was unbelievable. That's so cool. But I think those are gone. Um, but, no, I planted – I cleared and planted three of the beds on uh, Monday – I'm hoping to throw some stuff in there tomorrow and finish up. So it's good. It's good stuff. And the kids enjoy do, helping out. So do people come by and steal your steal your produce or you well, I'm do- sure they will, but it's still just fun to do. And you know, maybe we can make salads with the kids, you know, afterwards if uh, if it can, want, you know, it can work. I want, I want my pumpkins back. Someone took all my pumpkins. Well, okay, buddy. Um but speaking of biking, Dave, I I, I had a, a a Dave Geller-esque biking uh rage moment today when I was out with my girls. <laughs> <laughs> you pay me. You pay me as as a guy with a stra- with strange eating habits, strange exercise habits, in a in a slight aggressive temper. But what happened? Well, well all I'll say that there was a time that you did yell at somebody on the bike path who was on a bike as we were running. But this time we were that that was yeah. It was yeah. fun. We, we we don't need to relitigate that event. It was fun. Um, but after dinner tonight, I went out with a couple with two of my girls, and we did this big loop around Hans Scum Lake out of Bedford, down to Concord, on the Battle Road, length end to end, and back up Wood Street, right? Which daughters and, were which daughters were on this on this trip? Uh, so we had our eleven year old and our soon to be eight year old. So that's a good uh, ride. Yeah, I mean they're 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 both you know proficient and and, and motivated on the bike, and um, we hadn't spent time the other day, so and it was you know we finished dinner at six. I'm like, let's go, time to go. So you pedal along, pedal along. along. So, so you know on Wood Street now, I'm I'm happy to bike on the road um but it's a busy street cars are zoomed by at 40 miles an hour i'm like hey, wicked busy bike wicked. on the sidewalk and we're biking across you know an intersection you know no one's out the guy sort of an old an older gentleman is walking his dog and it starts screaming at us about biking on the sidewalk so i had like stopped because i was a little bit ahead and i was waiting for him to cross and the girls were looking at me and i had to like rebuke him a little bit about yelling at my seven-year-old for biking on the sidewalk i said when you were seven were you biking on a road like this i'm like that's very neighborly of you (laughs) a few more things were said no no profanities but i can't believe that guy was yelling at us but again like you never know what someone's going through i wasn't that upset about it i was just like shocked that we were getting scolded and listen i understand like you're not supposed to bike on a sidewalk everyone does it and if your second grader is there's really not a problem dude and that was my take home from that. So, so was there a rebuttal, rebuttal to your first volley? Did he say anything back to you? On the no, same? I mean, I kind of yelled one thing and I yelled the second thing a little louder. And then he just like turned and walked away. I'm like, we're out of here. Right. Plus, I want to go home. Um, so a, that was fun. So what you should have said is what I would have said is, sir, do you want to talk to me? Come back here, please. And then I would have a conversation with the gentleman. Second, uh, it's very kind of you. You're right. You're always supposed to think about what is someone going through, right? When they react in a certain way, you should take a step back and understand where they're going through. What was he going through? <laughs> He's walking outside, you know, on the sidewalk. What was he actually going through <laughs> to 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 unload on you or your kids? Your, your, your... If I made someone's day less than ideal, I apologize. 
but not for my second grader biking on the sidewalk on Wood Street. I don't apologize for that at all. Sorry. Um, but that was, a, that was a great bike ride for the girls. The boys and I, Davis, you know, took a great bike ride on, I think it was Sunday. We went from Bedford all the way on the bike path and the bike path extension into Somerville and into the Science Museum and then around the river and back. It was like a three-hour bike ride. and really enjoyed that. And, um, you know, trying to mix it up, like the hiking, the hiking concessions kind of petered off with the warm weather, but the biking has really picked up, which is nice. So still you, mixing up, still going outside, still running. So it's good. What was your route back from, from Boston? How'd you come back? Oh, uh, So basically we, we went like Somerville and then like cut over to Highland Avenue, Somerville High School, biked on the McGrath, you know, with the beautiful view onto Cambridge Street through Leachmere and then, you know, past the Science Museum onto Starro. Biked on Starro, crossed the BU Bridge, and then just did Mass Ave, Brattle, stopped at Chipotle, Fresh Pond, and then um, just did the bike path home. But it was nice, beautiful day, nice and cool. A lot of people on the bike path, and uh, definitely an enjoyable way to spend a couple hours. You stopped at Chipotle to use the bathroom or to get some Chipotle? Get some food, dude. Move the house at 11, and by like 1, I'm like, we need to eat. Do you have like, like a, a punch card? Like it's like, you know, 20, 20 Chipotle's and you get something like a 21, 21 first burrito. I got, I got my Chipotle points. I got the app. We um, I was joking. Wow. Did you, so coming back from Boston, that's all uphill though. The bike path's all uphill, right? That's a good. Uphill. I, mean, I mean, it's uphill leaving Bedford election thing. It's uphill, you know, I mean, yeah, everyone thinks it's flat, but I mean, you know, miles zero through five, I mean, it's even six. It's definitely a steady incline, but I mean, coming back the last, as you know, the miles coming down from Lexington to Bedford, you're flying, Oof. you know, from that last street crossing by the DPW, you know, those two sections, you're going, you're, you're just, you're, you're kicking butt. So that's, that's a great part. But again, leaving our house heading in, it's, you know, it's also four miles steady, you know, yeah. kind of climbing. Um, but again, like the boys, I mean, if I was big by myself, I'm in and out, you know, a little bit faster, but no one's in a hurry. And, uh, you know, we had, we had a nice time with that. So always, always, always take the time outside if we can. And, um, you know, that was good. Right. Been a good, good week of biking. Well, it was nice to dawdle at Chipotle. What'd you have? What I have at Chipotle? Yeah, I ordered myself a burrito. It's fine, you know. <laughs> I mean, we were all pretty hungry after two hours on the road, and like we didn't really prepare. I wasn't sure how far we were gonna go, so I'm like, I should bring some water. So we got so the aids, and then uh, you know, kind of came back and 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 just beat the torrential downpours that came as soon as we got home. And then you, actually, you wear a bike helmet, Daniel Brasco? Absolutely. Are you kidding me? Jeez. I don't know. I don't know. I'm hoping you do. I see. I was driving to work one day. I see these two kids going by in their bikes, probably eighth graders, and they both got their masks on and no helmets. Yeah. I mean, if I just sort of speculate, when I see kids, you can weigh on this too, Dave. When I see kids biking around, I mean, it's less than 50% that have helmets easily. Amazing. And I'm saying it might be like 30, 35% that are helmeted. Um, but What's also bizarre is when you see the parent without the helmet, the kids with the helmet, I'm like, is your skull not vulnerable? I'm, I forgot, right? I mean, come mm. on, dude. Get it together. I usually just slow down, roll to my window and say, excuse me, could you please put on a helmet? Yeah, you know, or no, please don't hit me. I don't have my helmet on. Oh, okay, we got it. Thanks, bud. <laughs> you know. Um, and also, I mean, uh, you know, as far as athletics, I mean, summer sports, Dave, you know, we have practice this week and schedules are up. So in theory, if the governor allows it, we got baseball games, uh, you know, and softball games next week so we will see how that goes we will see how that goes including some night games in lexington for the uh, for the senior guys so james slaps the games under the lights against some mm, of the check. same old opponents there from lexington seniors so that should be fun check those out check those out Are you playing softball this year you... no fortunately no no adult softball and i asked last week i'm like what if 
but if the governor allows it, I think no one's gonna. I think it'll be a stretch for adults to sign up. Like maybe we'll get some pickup stuff going. But it was funny because usually by this point, I've I've been playing softball since April, and I've sort of been like baseball and softball muscle memory sort of mode. So it was maybe it was Tuesday that we had our first practice, and I'm out there for two hours and you know the 15 year olds, and it's great. I probably swung the bat 200 times, 250 times, just hitting and hitting, hitting. And I'm my core is still a little bit sore today from all the like torque and and twisting, which uh, I was not super used to. And then I, and then and I've been thrown forever also. And I was trying to demonstrate for the kids like a really like quick footed pivot from second to first, and I threw it. And I swear to God, ball went like 45 degrees in the wrong direction. My shoulder was like, ow. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I can't throw BP for two hours anymore. I need to warm up even to throw to first base and a drill. So uh, I felt that a little bit this week, which was not great. But yeah. uh, excited to be out there managing again, coaching again, and seeing the kids playing. So that's always fun. Sounds awesome. Do you have a fungo bat out there? Do you have fungos? No, I, I thought about buying one, but I just use – we have a porch full of bats, my friend. So uh, I've seen no your – yeah, your porch is, is full of your por- your porch is like a, is like played against sports. It's like got everything out there. It's just uh, walk by, grab something. Well, my wife did my wife did a incredible job today, just getting you know clearing out some stuff and reorganizing and finishing up some plantings and it's just like every time it's clean, it looks great, and then all of a sudden a, week, a month later, like you know what happened out here? You know, seven people happened and a dog happened. So, whew. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it's fine. It's fine. What are you doing athletically, my friend? How's how's what's up? What's what's up with the neighborhood roots? The the up and down in the driveway, the yoga. What are you practicing over there? I, I no yoga. I'm still running. I'm running every morning. Um, a little bit longer every day. I hopped back on the elliptical a little bit. We have elliptical in the garage. We got off Craigslist, which was the best find ever. Um, that's a, that's a good workout. I, I just kind of mix it up. Just trying to try to move around. You know, I'm, I'm running. That's good. That's good. Well, I'm glad that you're happy about it. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm burning calories so I can eat. But um, yeah, I like to I like to run more. I have these images in my mind of getting out and running more. But you know, the, the, the it was so hot last couple of weeks. You know, you know how much I hate the heat. So uh, yeah, yeah, it's I'm, funny. I, I said to myself in March, I'm like, I'm gonna I'm gonna run so much during this pandemic. And like, I ran every day, but I did not bite off a lot of miles. <laughs> like, not even close. And part of it's because we were hiking and. I think my body's probably appreciating I did a little bit more different kinds of muscle stuff. But someone just posted, uh, a good friend of mine who finished up his first, everyone posts like their six-month mileage updates. I'm like, God, you kicked my ass. He's running like, you know, 11K a day consistently in training. I'm like, I did not do that. But like, I'm not that sad about it. So. Yeah, but you also didn't have, not, not, you, don't need, you don't need to hear this, but you didn't have, actually, it's funny. You had, you weren't, you weren't working, but you'd had less time, right? You, you, you run around, you, you, it was all family time. So it's tough to get out there for a run to, you know, to go for a half an hour, an hour, whatever, run, right? You Another stuff you got to do in, yeah, right? Well, when you're not in the house, I feel like you should be out, you should be home helping. Exactly. And, um, you know, it's been weird this week to be like back on that feeling when like you're just doing everything constantly and people are eating dinner at three different times and driving and coaching. And part of that's just really wonderful. And like, oh, did I, did I really miss that? You know, are, are we being more productive in that kind of, you know, that kind of setting? Um, who are you coaching with? Who, who's, who are you coaching with? Who's your coach for? Uh... Oh, so, uh, so for the U13 Babe, 15 Babe Ruth, it's me. It's uh, 
you know, uh, Rob Hickey, father of Will and Owen Hickey, old coaching colleague of mine, great guy. And Will is an outstanding baseball player. Happy to have him. And then my other good friend, Mike McAllister. Mike McAllister, former Bedford School Committee chair. Um, big, big, big position in Belmont schools. And uh, his son, Hayden and Warner, in the same grade. So two great guys. Really even. Good priorities. Good mentors. And uh, and a squad of boys, all of whom I've coached before. So we'll see how it goes in the summer B-League. And then my wife's managing the softball team for the Easterly and the U-10s. And that should be a lot of fun. And she's managing with our good friend, Will Curry, who's awesome, who uh, is a base guy. And then James playing for our friends, Dave and Scott Benuti, uh, and the seniors who are man- running that show, and Dave DeGangi. So a lot of your friends helping out with them. Yeah, drop, some, drop some big names there. Big Bedford yeah, names. Yeah. I mean, big, big squad of 16-21. I think 19 kids in the roster, squad. including a uh, guy. We've got an Alper that you might know. we got some DeGangis that you might know. And, uh, Which some other Alper are we talking about? Which Alper? I got Max Alper, Dylan DeGangi. Oh, Max Alper. Maddie Foreman, Alper. you know, all the celebrities coming out for the oh, Max Alper can you know Max Alper can dunk? He's kind of athletic. Yeah. He can dunk. Yeah, dunk. rumor he, has it he already has a college offer after he can season. dunk. Yeah. Okay. Well, so here's a question for you, Dan Brosco. Okay. If name two name three things and and it could be in the realm of, you know, impossible, okay? Name three things that you wish you could do but can't athletically or, you know, physically. Three things. Wow. Well, I wish I could run really fast. You know, I wish I could run a five-minute mile. I okay, five-minute mile. But I have not. I mean, I ran like a 535 once, and I feel like I was going to die. Five-minute uh, mile. Five, five, uh, I wish I could dunk. Sure, yeah, that'd be great. Dunk. Uh, and... Um, I mean, I wish I could skate, but not really. Like that doesn't really interest me. But I wish I could, you know, uh, throw and throw throw a throw a like a really fast fastball and hit a very fast fastball. Right. So proficient at baseball. Um, you know, th- those things would never happen. Like I probably could train myself to become better at soccer, so that really wouldn't be a wish. Like if I really worked at it. I think I would get better and improve to my satisfaction. I wouldn't want to be like a world-class soccer player, but Duncan would be great. Hitting a baseball, you know, over the green monster would be great. Give me the opportunity for sure, you know, and running really fast. Cool, man. Because I, I sit there like when I when I'm when I'm biking and I'm biking, I'm like hauling a little bit, or like I'm biking there and I just biked, you know, I don't know up a hill and I'm like, somebody can run that fast. Like somebody can run, you know, five minute mile for 26 miles. And like, sometimes I'm struggling to bike a five minute mile uphill. I'm like, that's what that's remember when we talked to Barack Schwartz and I'm like, Hey, you played competitive high school basketball. You played college basketball. Like what, like when you're out in the court with these guys who are playing in, 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 you know, in the Euro league, do you feel like you're close? He's like, no, (laughs) it's not close. Like there's no way. (laughs) <laughs> the, the, the the way those guys are and work and are born and trained like you'll never get there and it's, it's just someone's saying oh you're on the Boston Marathon well no hardness to run that you, oh you, you ever thought about biking the Tour de France like no dummy like <laughs> I'm, eight, I'm eight universes away from that but thanks for, thanks for asking the question that's so, right so yeah so I mean dunking I could grab rim you know back in the day but never never dunked right never threw a yeah. ball that hard never ran that fast that would have been pretty cool how about you, my friend? What are you aspiring to do? Well, before I get there, like, a couple of thoughts is one, I always joke around with Jen, right? Who's running my Jen who's running like, you know, like 
like gazillion marathons. Yeah, yep. I'm saying her best one I think was 317 Boston. That's that's a, that's a pretty outstanding time. Yeah, pretty good clip. Uh, but I would say I would love to like you know this is not my answer, but at the Boston Marathon, it'd be great to if you give Weezy Way to the start, if you could run really fast just for like you know the first half mile, so you could be in front, you know. And, <laughs> and she's like, you, I couldn't. Even, I couldn't sprint. I couldn't sprint. Even in my prime, the, you know, for half a mile, the, the rate that those runners yeah, run. Yeah. A mile before, and, you know? and they run that way for two hours. I'm like, yeah. Five minutes, four, five miles. And, funny, and when you're watching, it doesn't even look that fast on television, right? It's Crazy. so fast. Crazy. Like you probably can't bike that fast. I'm serious. It's ridiculous. Uh, right, drive like, I, was, I went out there with, on, on, a, on a 12 mile bike with my girls. Right. Yeah. And we would have lost <laughs> that yeah, race. Is that funny? To, yeah. to like any kind of even quasi competitive runner, it's unbelievable. I, think, well, so I, I, re- the, I respect the, that. I think the streamers on the handlebars and the little horn slow you down a little bit on your yeah, bike. Can, yeah, um, that may have been it. The second thing I was going to say, this is I'll give you my answer in a second uh, as I think about it. But you know, you should, you know, Mike Lavin always for, for Maddie's mission every year, he um has like he has like really unique um things to offer. You know, right. like, remember the day with he, the day with Northeastern baseball team. You should go take some BP with Northeastern baseball team. See if you can hit one of those guys. Well, you know, I tried two years in to buy the item, but Tara Stevens got it both years. Dave Geller, so thanks for so that. We'll, <laughs> I think I think you have a special place now for Mike. With Mike, so he'll he'll get you. So so my things would be so you might revamp your answer. Yeah, one I would love to be able to dunk, and I was one of those guys in college who was doing working hard. On my ups, you know, and doing squats and calf ranges, so I could dunk. I never got there. It seems like the the hoop scene. I think they raised the hoop. It seems so much higher now. Um, I could touch. I, I, I could almost touch rim. Two. I would love to fly like Superman. So that's a that's little not bit athletic. That's a superpower. Come on. That's, okay. Okay. And so okay. But you. So I'll give you a superpower. I would love to. Be, I would love to be able to fly just by doing that. Three. You can't change to, the question. I've already answered it. Come on. I would love to be. I love to be able to do it. I'd love to be able to do a windmill, like a break, like one of those breakdancing windmills. That's what I want to be able to do. Break into a windmill. Are you being serious right now? <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> those are my three answers. Well, I mean, as Herzl said, my friend, Im Tirtsu and so I got die. You will it. You will. There's no dream. God bless. Godspeed. Wow. You could, you could, what's your superpower? What would you want to have to be a superpower? I, I, no, I, I don't even care about superpowers. You want to fly like Superman? Sure, I'll fly like Superman. You want to fly like Max Alper? <laughs> it's not like Max Alper. <laughs> Who knew that Max Alper gets so much podcast play? Sorry, Lori. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I got dunked on. Um, what um, what is Skidmore saying about the fall for Jossie? I th- I think they come out with an official statement next week, but I'm I'm slightly confused. But I think I was actually asked Jen this question tonight, and they're going back like early August, and they're gonna come and they're gonna take a break Thanksgiving, I think. And then get back for finals, and then take a break through like early January, and then go back for the rest of the year, supposedly something like that. I don't see it, kid. I don't see it. What, um, <laughs> I don't see it. So, I mean, famously, I mean, this is sort of a separate health question. New York just, uh, res- you know, went back on the indoor dining at restaurants, saying, don't "I saw do that." It. Uh, listen, I'm not going to be eating any restaurants anytime soon. Have you eaten inside recently? We ate we ate outside last week in Waltham, okay. and I don't have a, it's like I don't have the it was I don't have the need to go inside anywhere you know zero. What am I having to drink somewhere? But we can do the outside, you know. It's, this yeah, is, at this point, like well, I mean, at this point, also like if I'm going to order eat outside, I'm happy to just like 
take it to go, you know, and eat it at home. I mean, what? I mean, it's it's it's. I'm totally. I mean, and listen, pre-corona, like I was, we were going out. I mean, once a week, right? And I was getting food at lunch. I'm like, now I'm like, no, I'm not was gonna nice. do it. It was nice to go out. I mean, it was a lot of nice things about it. One, it was just nice to go out. It was yep. nice the restaurant. You know, you walked up, you had a table, you were you were six to eight feet apart from everybody. It wasn't crowded. You're outside. It was nice. You know, you did your thing. Um, the really nice thing was that Jen didn't have to, you know, cook, you know, but, but, right. but, right. but I gotta tell you, I was underwhelmed, you know, I don't know. I, you know, the food was fine. It was, it seemed like it was small portions and a little higher priced and I could have got a bit, you know, you know, I like to eat. I could have got five times more at home for, you know, you know, 10% of the price and I would have enjoyed it just as much, you know, but it, it was, it was nice to be out, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, again, talk, talk about habits that are going to change. Uh, this habit has changed for us. I mean, we're you know, we've made ninety five percent of our meals for the past hundred days, and it's fine. And we're getting pretty good at it. And you know, we know it. And the, and the kids are cooking out too. So, you know, we we pick up things and maybe once a week now. But other than that, we're just like, nope, not not going out. And that's what say, this morning I left to work for work. I'm like, what are you gonna do today? And she's like, well, there's nowhere to go. I'm like, mm. I mean, I can't, I can't argue with that. You know, can't, can't go to the beach when it's going to rain. Can't go to Maine because it's going to be, you know, yelled at for not quarantining to go to Kittery or anything. So just, I guess, garden and hang out and clean and play with a dog. And how often do you, weird. how often do you walk down to Pizza Express and get a pizza? I can count on one hand the number of times we've had Pizza Express in my life. Interesting. Yeah, and nothing at Pizza. They're great, but it's like. Are kind of like to go speed, so you're gonna go walk down and get some ice cream from the um, Bedford Farms ice cream cart. So they are up, and uh, we know we you know we we certainly um, supported them throughout the shutdown and got plenty of stuff on their on their ordering. And they've hooked us up with some birthday ice cream for our May birthday. But they're they're doing they're doing great. You know we certainly are happy to throw them some business for some cones when it's uh, when necessary. So I think they're doing all right. What's new with uh What's new with little doggy? Aspen. Aspen's great. We just celebrated her two-month uh, anniversary with us because she came on April 30th, and it was just June 30th yesterday. And she's she's doing, you know, getting bigger, getting stronger, but she's super sweet and, um, you know, takes long, prolific walks and gets very distracted by any kind of sport that's going on and wants to play and engage with pickleball or tennis or soccer or whatever she's seeing. Um, other than that, she's walking great and getting a lot of love. And who's, playing pick, who's playing pickleball? Who's playing pickleball? He's playing pickleball. The pickleball people play pickleball. <laughs> it's open. You know. Was that was it? Was that allowed under the guidelines? I thought pickleball was restricted. Uh, I don't follow the pickleball guidelines, I, right? I would I, say I, it's, I think it's kind of like tennis. You can be distanced. Right? I'm just so saying. I, was like, I just wanted to, you know, pick on pickleball. Pickleball. You should play pickleball. I'll kick your ass. <laughs> Have you played pickleball? No, how hard could it be? It looks fun, right? Is that is that, is that your fourth thing you want to be good at? <laughs> Pickle, I really want to be good at pickleball. <laughs> Dave, you've uncovered my, my secret wish is to be a pickleball champion. You played like racquetball. 60, you, know? you played racquetball back in the 80s. Uh, I took squash at Brandeis with No, me. no, 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 not squash. squash. Racquetball. No, I, racquetball. I, I, play, I mean, I played a different racket sport. You know, I, I took squash for credit because. Um, have you played racquetball? I'm not okay. asking you to play okay, a sport right. with a racket. Answer your question. The answer I, is no. Have you, I've not played you racquetball. Play sport with a racket, you could say, I played badminton. I played. Okay, so Dave, no, I've not played racquetball. You played played, racquetball. Have you ever played racquetball in your entire life? I don't think so. Oh, really? I played racquetball. 
played or play yeah i was like a professional racquetball player but i played racquetball in fact i almost i almost injured i i significantly injured jen one time playing racquetball that was not like, did you hit her with a racket or with a ball um we look we got a little competitive you know she's she's probably one of the top three competitive people i know um maybe top four whatever she's and i was hitting up this is actually when jen and i were were on a little bit of a break so to speak and oh. Oh, but we're still, oh, okay. still hanging out. But you were still so, playing racquetball together. Yeah, we were still hanging out. You know, I was trying to woo her back. So we were playing racquetball. <laughs> what year? Hold on, hold on. What year is this, and where is this? This was um eighty. This is Brandeis, probably ju- junior summer, junior senior year summer. So like eighty nine, summer yeah. eighty nine. Up in up in Maine, yeah. and we were playing racquetball. Actually, at where? Maine. At the Y. Might be a Bates College actually. It's a Bates College you're playing racquetball. It was yeah. and I was and I had a shot down the line. <laughs> she was in my way and I hit that shot and I hit it right in the, in the face. With the ball. With the ball and she was down. And that was almost the end of the um of the comeback relationship. Comeback. <laughs> Dropped it right in the ground. <laughs> I hope she got up. She took a little while. <laughs> She's tough. Oh man! Well, have you been? Have you gotten like a good sports injury before? You have a good sports me? injury? Me? Yeah, you. Um, like Sam Malone. Break like, anything? Twist anything? Pop anything? Now? I I've had some interesting injuries. Um, but like act like like as a cute like ooh I'm playing something and oh that sucked and oh I gotta go you know. Oh no! I was playing basketball one time. This was like you know playing like like bas- pick up basketball as a, as a med school with a with a, the guy that I was, the guys who I was renting, that I was in an apartment from his his mom. We were playing, it was in Newton, it was in Newton, not Newton Center, but like um, West Newton, whatever. And I twisted my ankle so bad. Oh my God. It was, yeah, it was like, a, I think if I broke it, it would have been better. Um, that was a pretty good injury. It. Oh my God, it was awful. The tears. But that's probably, I don't have a lot that's of injuries. so bad. I mean, you got a cast, you just kind of like iced it and put a boot on? What'd you do? I'm limping to this day, Dan. To this day, I'm never, oh wow, sorry, no, dude. No, no, I just, I, no, I just was painful. That's probably the worst thing. I've never broken anything I know of. Made my nose and but nothing I knew of. That's not so bad. I'm, um, glad you, I'm glad you made it this far, man. So sprained ankle. That's the best sprained I got. Sprained ankle. Oh no. What it, what's your worst sports injury? So this is. I mean, I was. I, what year we're t- we're talking about? Probably. 2011, I think. I was playing soccer at dawn over Lincoln Field with those guys, right? And um, we're like two hours into the game. And I just just started playing soccer again back in this time. And ball comes up, pops up, and I like, I'm twisting to kick it, you know, from the side with my right. And I just feel like my muscles rip right down like my outer butt. And I just go down. Like someone shot me in the like in the in the hip socket, and uh, end up having a torn gluteus medius, I think, if that's the correct thing, Dave, or something. Some muscle on the side of my butt, and uh, had crutches and everything, and an MRI, and it was awful. Really? I barely walked. Yeah. Really? I was huh. off. Um, so I didn't run for like typical me. Like I, I did the PT. I started like on the, I started on the exercise bike like two days later. Like no, I'm not going to lose my fitness. I was I was I was pretty painful. So. Huh. Yeah, I just I'm imagining you one of these crazy bicycle bicycle. No, kicks. it wasn't that. It was like it was like it was coming down. I was trying to like lift my leg and kick it like with my side of my foot, sort of facing away from the goal and just crumpled. I'm like, oh, you, that's great. You carried off Lincoln Field. 
I kind of limped off and then drove just right retreat to Emerson. It was like a Sunday morning, eight in the morning. I'm like, I'm not going to work today, guys. Sorry, I'm going to the hospital. Uh, and then the next day, actually, James broke his freaking finger at school playing football. And everybody's like, what's wrong with you guys? I'm like, sorry. When you when you walked into Emerson, there was, there was a triage nurse like, oh, my gosh, the left side of your buttocks is so swollen. And you're like, no, 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 it's my right side. Um, sorry. Probably not what happened, but thanks. No. <laughs> Wow, it's look, like, at these, look at these, look at these war, like, war stories. Yeah. My gluteus. Those and, torn, and torn gluteus medius. My gluteus medius. I told my gluteus medius, I tell you. You should call Barack and ask him how he, how you rehab the gluteus medius. I'm sure you'd have... Uh, you faith in the gluteus medius, Barack? <laughs> well, Barack, actually, if you, you're you not friends on my Facebook. They, 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 um, you know, he, made, he made Aliyah you know, to Israel with this organization called Massah, which sort of sponsors you know, young adults to come to Israel and work. And he yeah. made this beautiful, like, minute and a half commercial featuring him and his story no way. Um, just like video of him like you know working out and training you know when we cast me i'm like oh cool and um you know just well done so nice nice that's job cool. barack and uh and cool. they're playing i think Maccabi tel aviv so that's pretty cool so that's awesome i'm gonna check that out go barack i'm gonna friend him on facebook uh i think of other injuries he's the king of networking he he'll definitely say yes he'll definitely say yes what else, David? What else, David? Um, I don't know. A lot of stuff going on. I heard the Vibro Tavern might be has changed, might be opening up again in some way, shape, or form, but not with me, though, unfortunately. Well, um, as I've said to you a few times, the right time to get back in the restaurant business is not this time. So it's probably true. better that you didn't jump in right now. Um, but I'm sorry that that prime piece of Lexington real estate is going to be. Uh, it's going to be, you know, going to be gone. Uh, and and a congratulations to some of our other friends, to, to our friend Seth Cutler on his LHS graduation, our friend Brian Cutler on that milestone for the family. Saw some good pictures and videos out there. I think Lex Weedy was a part of that process, right, with some of the filming, yeah, right? Yeah, they did, they did a nice job. It looks like they really did a great job with the graduation. You know, yeah. it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, you know, the perfect in terms of the being the standard, but it looks like it was, they did a great job, with a, you know, great turnout with the, with the staff and families mm-hmm. and fruit and some really cool um, involvement and ideas. It's, it's interesting how the ideas have evolved to make these graduations really special. And I think in some ways even better than just going, sitting there, you know, in, in an auditorium hearing speeches, you know? I, think I mean, it's- I, I'm with you. I mean, that kind of stuff, if it's done right, if it's done right, is better at home, you know? Um, some of them can tend to be just like, oh, let's have an online award show and speeches from the same old kids and that kind of feels like it sucks a little bit right yeah Um, but i've seen some really well done creative ideas and there's just nothing wrong with that as opposed to taking all day and sitting in rows in a hot room and yeah the dog and pony show and like that's fine you know but um uh hopefully we'll be able to do those things again in person and we'll learn from the experience about what's important and i think the things of like the car parades and the clap outs with staff, that's great. And we should always do that now. You know what I'm yeah. talking about? Like that was really well done and no reason not to do it that way again, moving forward. And, uh, you know, and again, we'll see how this pandemic evolves and changes how we do things. Do you know what's the board? When is Bedford's graduation? July what? Uh, I think it's the 19th. I think town meeting is the 11th. Could be wrong. And I think town meeting is the 19th. So any, any, any um, things you've heard that going to make that graduation special? I've heard nothing, actually. And that's that's usually the case. I mean, usually we just kind of go and I think I said to you before, it's um, it is really it is the most special day of the year as a school crew member to like 
be there and see like the result of all the work that the teachers have given and the community has given to those kids and really feel yeah. like it's important. And uh, when I was at the shake, when I was chair last time, I shook everyone's hand. I really felt like it was an important moment, you know, that I was, um, you know, representing, you know, all the town's good efforts and good wishes for the kids. So mm. it'll be sad for Joanne not to be able to do that, but to still honor, honor them by, by being there. And I'm not sure if there's going to be a stage or just how we'll have to sit for it. And um, no, we'll see. But town meeting will be a good dry run for it to see how that goes. Cause I saw the, the, the description oh, yeah. that's going to go, um, that, you know, that everyone's on an aisle because there's got to be spacing and there'll be aisles where couples who are from the same family can sit together, but the war is totally streamlined. A lot of things have been pushed off and a lot of spending has been curtailed and put off to future years because, you know, because of the projections for the fiscal, you know, near future. So there will not be a new fire station on the warrant. There'll be a few other things that sort of get pushed off. Hmm. Um, the town needs to vote a budget because there needs to be a budget. So uh, that will happen. And the school committee and the select board just put out a joint statement today about, how much we agree about the, uh, you know, the revised budget and, you know, the cut to the originally approved budget. We're, we are on the same page. We're saying it's what we believe should happen. So that's a good statement for us to make it together. So that'll be nice. Budget. Schmudget. Budget, budget, bougie. And, you know, it is all about money. And as I said to you before, um, you know, unlike the federal government, towns, municipalities cannot have a not balanced budget. So the money has to work. And once you said that, like, there's no money anywhere else to get, you know, hmm. so this, this is the riddle. What what if it happens that because of the regulations and the plans, we need to come up with another million dollars in September to hmm. pay for transportation or PPE or more staff to do remote learning? And, and, and then what? You know, how big are the reserves? Who can get to them? Will it have to be a second time in to approve expenditures? <sighs> no one no one has had to do that before, but no one's had to do this before with pandemics and closures and reopenings. So. Uh, hopefully we will not get there, you know, but the town will, the town will work together as always to make sure. Right. You can always raise your money for the car wash, right? Have a car wash. Oh, yeah, car wash, you'll bake sale, you know, uh, you know, kissing <laughs> town day, right? No one's afraid of that. So sell your squash, sell your eggplants. Yeah, so, uh, racquetball, Dave Geller Memorial racquetball tournament. You know, I have the signed ball. I almost took my wife's eye out with. That's a good one. Yeah, racquetball. Um, Bedford Day is Bedford Day. Bedford Day is canceled, or is that still on? Uh, there's no information on that. But again, I mean, you, can can you envision in-person gatherings in September and with larger numbers? Because uh, I can't. Ro- I mean, road races, no. It's um, sad. On a positive note. Positive note again, like we're we're open and and, and I'm back at work and kids are there and that's great. Triple, I love the I love doing the job that I'm supposed to be doing, so that's wonderful. So on a positive note, note Triple E's not here yet, so that's good. Not here yet. But I heard there's a new swine flu coming or something, right? Did you see that or G pig worm virus? But anyway, anyway, Dave. Hey, just stop, just stop, just stop, just stop. I think superpowers just dropped in. We're we're talking about getting some friends of ours in the pod. We're talking about our good friend Jennifer Bouchard. Oh yeah, she'd be great. Teacher from Needham High School, Bedford resident, parent of two, and a good friend of both of ours who might be coming on soon to talk about how the spring went for her as a teacher. Still chasing down our friend Marillion Miss City, talk about pest control and some other good stuff and some other local celebrities. Um, trying to get a nice diverse range of opinions and peoples and colors and genders on. So uh, that should be fun coming up. And hopefully some more pods in July because June was kind of a light month for us, Dave. Well, we don't, yeah, we're gonna, we got a we got a lot to, lot of people to talk to, a lot to say. We're gonna keep putting these things out. It's gonna be great. So I think this is episode thirty. I know, it's you and me and number three. Episode thirty. So congratulations to us. A little bit pat around back, thirty episodes in. Who would have thought? 
and um, we'll keep doing this remotely until we can get back in the studio. But uh, who knows when that might be? That studio opening up, right? Come on. I think it's open for staff and not for the public, which kind of makes sense. I think we cry. I think we we blur the lines there. You know, um, the Drazi and Gala. We get. Well, I'll let you work the political angle on work, I'll, I work I'll, I'll work the uh the, I'm, the ta- I'm talking to Belichick tomorrow I'm gonna get us in there we're <laughs> up to BB and see what he says yeah Rob see, see if we get Cam, Cam on the podcast Mr. Kraft yeah be good all right Dave well as we approach midnight here I want to wish you a happy July 4th weekend a great time in Maine the weather looks spectacular a nice cool weekend without rain and uh, hopefully back on the pod either over the weekend or next week for episode 31, hopefully with a guest. And um, we will talk to everybody then. Have a great evening, everyone. Have a great holiday weekend. What Do We Know is written by Dan Broskell and Dave Geller and produced by Julie Manugian at Lex Media in Lexington, Massachusetts. Our theme music is written by Joey Freeman, Joey's work can be found on SoundCloud and Spotify. See you next time.